You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Boardwalk Empire After Show. Hello, hello. Thing is for doing, and we're here doing another AfterBuzz TV podcast. Um, this week, we are going to be covering Boardwalk Empire, episode called, I'm going to butcher this title, guys, but Earl Koenig, it's German. I'm taking it to mean are, Elf are you King. Jewish? No. <laughs> Does that sound Jewish? Yeah. Does no. it come across Jewish? I could pretend. It's scary to pronounce those things. Ah, uh, yeah. So I'm just going to say, I'm sorry. I don't... I, and El I, Kunig. I listen, is that how you say it? El Kunig. El, it's Kunig. Uh, Earl Kunig. You're right, though. I don't know if it's Elf, but it is King. There we go. Well, we got a little bit of a reference to it in this episode. I'm going to warn you guys before I introduce us that I might be really just melodramatic this entire podcast because <laughs> I was just so sad and blue in the face. But turn it over to you guys. I'm joined by two lovely hosts. Hi, I'm Bethany Jaber. Hey, and I'm Kristen Carney. Yay, thanks, guys. So that's probably the happiest I'm going to sound throughout <laughs> I, this no, entire podcast. No, I agree podcast. with you. It was, um, it was very grim. I mean, I, yeah, it was it was incredibly depressing. Kristen was saying at, at, after the end of the episode, you, you were like, I just need a little bit of lightheartedness, something. Yeah, a little bit of not even levity, I think just of sensitivity. Um, I, I was trying to think back to episodes previous to the season and if we got any of that. And I don't know if we if we explicitly did, but it seemed a little bit not lighter, but it was like it just was easier to digest. And I think it's just getting hammered down on how dark and and I mean, I like dark and grim. I That's why I enjoy the show. But yeah. this is even for me, I'm feeling like, God, I don't know if I can this get through depressing. another scene. This is depressing. Yeah. It's like visually this episode was very blue, just color wise. Right. But that was it was really impacting my feelings. I was just like. Oh, dragging yeah. on. Yeah. No, I, I don't think there was any hope, like not even a glimmer of right. hope this and entire episode. That's I mean, what we're missing. We, we open up with two burge, birds, burges. That's not even, <laughs> is that a word? Um, two it birds in a cage. A dirge is a word. A dirge, dirge kind of represented this episode yeah. as well. So. Yeah, the, and the birds in the cage were just by the beginning, just seeing them in the cage, they were hitting the bars, trying like desperately to fly out. And so you kind of just knew the turmoil that was ahead. And and I think, you know, yeah, as the audience, we felt trapped by mostly interiors. And if you if you even notice, like the paneling on the walls was all like like a, a metallic paneling. I mean, it was painted, but you definitely we were caged in. Yeah, we, were we caged into this environment. and felt it and unhappy with it. <laughs> so I have some more info on the title. Oh, please. And it's, please. It's, oh, like, it's, well, we know what it is. Sorry, a little sorry bit to act like a bragger. Oh, you know? Yeah, but it's I a wanna, poem. I want to okay. hear what you have to say. Do you well, have it just any? Says it's a poem by Wolfgang von Goethe. Yeah. It's the death of a child assailed by a supernatural being. Yeah. Yes. And the minute that I saw that definition at the beginning of the episode when we looked up the name of the title, I just knew it was coming for Eddie. 
I just knew. You did. Yeah. You called that called right it. away. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, we'll get that to that. I want to kind of end on that today. But as much as I did expect it after you said it, totally in an unforeseen way. Right. And it was surprised. Um, and before we dive into a little bit of like the nitpicking of the plot, where do you think that we can find this hope we're looking for? Like, are we going to have to get new characters? Is there going to be have to be like new plots, new ventures? Like, how are we going to find this happiness I, or some you sort You know of- what? The, the the glimmer, like the one little mead, tiny sparkle, <laughs> wee, that's right, wee sparkle was uh, maybe with Roy. Roy when, when Jillian, um, yeah. he, I think he says to her, I know about weakness and I know about sin. Maybe that was like, oh, oh, I can, and she says, I've done some awful, some really terrible things. I'm just afraid that he doesn't know what, <laughs> what these things are. And once he finds out, he'll run for the hills. Yeah. Um, by the he'll way, run for the next grocery I've store. I've been in a prostitute and a madam my entire life. I've killed. I've killed. My whole family's like dead. Slept with my son. I don't know oh, if I mentioned that. Goodness, goodness. Okay. So, we're- <laughs> <laughs> I love how that was the that, that was the glimmer. It was, <laughs> but that's how dark it's getting. Yeah, and that's awful. That's awful. So that's the only answer that we have for you. <laughs> yeah, and and like the the thing that I've been holding on to, and I know we'll get to Eddie, but I guess be, me speaking of trying to get to some sort of love in the episode is like Eddie is that character that's lovable. He's like the he's like a dog a puppy and now he's gone and so it's like who do you love who are we rooting for who is in our heart like who do we have a sensitive spot for i mean mean, we we don't we really don't at this point and i mean (laughs) that's so sad (laughs) but i think we should start with the capones and with george mueller slash van alden because although they weren't a happy part of the episode um, there was some brother they love, and at least there was a lot of action. That yeah. at least got my pulse racing for right. a little bit of this episode. <laughs> instead of it like, brought you back from from death, exactly. From being dead, exactly. Mm-hmm. So why don't we talk a little bit about them? We open with let's see, how do we how do we? Start uh, George out is them? feeding the baby, and he's George now. He's not Van Alden anymore, which is, but he is a different. He's very much a different man, uh, and he's feeding the baby, and he says he doesn't want to eat. And the wife gives such a lovely response. She goes, he doesn't know what he wants. She's my glimmer of hope, I think. I think that his wife in this episode was one of the only things that made me kind of happy. Mm -hmm. Because she wears... She wears the pants in this relationship in a way. Uh, She's still a little bit clueless. Mm -hmm. But she... She determines, and the, even the Capones call back to that. Yeah. They say, "Go ask your wife. Go ask this." Right, and she's certainly clueless on it because when they when she waved goodbye in the window, she was smiling and holding the baby like she was sending him off to his corporate job, you know, <laughs> in 1992. You know, she had no idea. I mean, of what he was going into. No, I mean, maybe for sure. And, know, and and I, I think that what she had to say of, of even though she was talking about the baby, it was I I thought George empathized with that because he doesn't really know what he wants. He's he like it's he's torn between horrible boss and horrible boss. Like which which option do I want to go with? And I'm always wondering about him if he's still torn with the Bible and and trying to be this holier than thou. Obviously he's not, but if that's ever in the back of his head, that's something I'm missing from Van Alden. You know, I mean, in the first season we saw him whipping himself for having impure thoughts. And I kind of want to see that again from him. He doesn't seem to have any of that conscience anymore. I think the most that we see from him in that aspect is he still is very honest with when he's like answering questions or like he, like he just won't answer unless they're direct. He doesn't really 
he doesn't let his thoughts go too far outside the box. No. I felt like the most we saw him do some free thinking was when we saw him point the gun at the back of Al Capone's right. head today. Right. Because I feel like he's been bounced around in all these situations and he's taken on this new identity and this new fatherhood. Mm-hmm. But none of it has really been under his control lately. It's yeah. all about making getting the wife this new home being forced in these situations, being pulled back and forth by these bosses. And he's got his house right now held up by these construction things, which I don't know the names of because I know nothing about. (laughs) I think he built the Rosetta model. I think that's what I wrote down. But it's this very unstable-looking foundation right now, which is him. (laughs) You're right. You're absolutely right. And he's not really successful or thriving in in any of it, not as as a husband or a father or as an employee. He's just really kind of average at but, it all. But he is gaining. He's gaining from where he came. Like, now we we do see him at least with a house that's his. This is true. He Have does we get the wad of, of money. She mentioned. Have we seen that? Because I know she <laughs> wanted to go out and go at shopping. A table. That's right. not all I right. noticed. I'm waiting to see the furniture. <laughs> with her, her lovely home. We're of, girls here. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see the decor. I can't lie. And such a manly show. The girls are like, wait, we want to we talk the about the set design is amazing. Here. I'd love to see what they do with their their home. Yes, exactly. And just moving forward. So so we have all these Capones, and I really liked the dynamic they set up of the Capone brothers throughout this episode. And although we did have to cut two major deaths today, I guess, um, but although we lost Frank, how they tied in the other brother, Ralph, I thought was done really nicely. And although I'm going to miss Frank, and I think, like, the head, I felt like the he, he, was, he was the brains mm-hmm. of the operation. At least the logic, the thinking, the, the smart thinking, because he's not driven by cocaine and rage as much as Al, you know. And there's a, there's a key line that says that all Al Capone needs is a kick in the pants. And the response we get from George Miller is, but who's going to do the kicking? Right. And you <laughs> automatically assume that, you know, Frank's always going to be there. Yeah. And now we're left with this question. I I want to say that was one of the last one of his last lines. I mean, he got a few more right before they went into this full beast mob mode. Yeah. But that's what we're going to miss. Who's going to be that force? Is is Mjolnir going to be able to step up and take charge and gain interest? No, I mean this is the unleashing of Al Capone. You know, Frank seemed to be the only one who was able to do any sort of rational conversation Mm -hmm. with Al. And now that Frank's gone, Al has a deep, deep, deep vengeance, obviously, against anyone who killed his brother. But I think this is where the classic Al Capone, as if Kevin were here, would say they go from Muppet babies to, like, the Muppets. You know, this is, I think, Mm -hmm. when he's going to really explode and become Al Capone, who was infamous. I was really hoping that in that that moment where George and Al are are sitting by Frank's body, that Al was going to turn around and say, take some responsibility. <laughs> and, no. and, and, his, <laughs> no and his growth was going to be like, I, I screwed up. I meant this is my fault. Now it's my chance to grow. But he's <laughs> that was not. No. <laughs> I was actually quite surprised that he, he he's growing in the other direction of everybody else. Had, like, of, of the blame game. <laughs> yeah, no, he is I, not <laughs> taking any accountability here. No. Do you place the full blame of Frank's death on Al Capone? Absolutely. One hundred percent, because Frank was saying, "Let's just chill out. We should, we should, we should wait." And and Al is just, you know, the muscle on the hot head, and he loses it. And and because of that, he loses his brother. 
uh, and 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 uh, this being the kick in the pants, the loss of the brother does nothing for him. It, it does not change who he is. So no. it's just it will just it, it will further grow the beast. Yeah, yeah. He does not going to take it in and digest it and wake up in the morning and be like, you know, I really feel like reflecting on my past. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, I do think how it turned out, it, the blame does get put on Al because he's the one who kind of sits the fighting in motion. But when he was making that speech to call people out and he says, "One person step forward." I thought that was actually kind of a smart tactic because Ooh. their whole goal was to keep them behind the gates. And when when I'm watching it, and obviously I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be like the gladiator step up. It's going to be him and Alan. We're going to see two people. And because he sacrifices himself for a little bit of punch time, then all the reinforcements are going to come. So, like, theoretically, I thought maybe this is a smart idea. <laughs> of course, since the reinforcements don't come up and we get a bunch of secret agent detective cops who... Who knows where these guys are from? Oh, these are these are um, our uh, Hoover's police? people, right? It's special forces it's from Chicago. That's what I'm guessing. I'm taking a wild guess. Well, they said. I, I mean, they. I think they were guessing as well in the episode, but they said, you know, they're from Chicago because the Cicero police can't be trusted. Exactly. But before I get, I forget. I want to say this. I loved the scene, or I loved in that scene where Elk when. <laughs> The guy said, who are these guys? And Al Capone was like, so upset that they didn't know who he was. It was just so consistent with the newspaper. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know who I am and I can get my name right. You better recognize, Mm -hmm. you know, his claim to Cicero. Yeah. He, he is the top. He has to gain, but it was, it was very interesting. There was little subtleties. Like he was claiming they own the city legally. They basically already won the election. And then we have all these cops showing up that they really knew nothing about. And it's like, finally, the Capones are being pulled into this circle that we've always seen behind closed doors, like with Knox, with the Secret Service. Like we've seen them as a boardroom, but yeah. we haven't had much interaction of them together, of those two forces colliding. I was really I'm still really curious about what the voting process is was like. And and I mean, this was the only only exterior that we we had today. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the other episodes are, are the interior. So I'm guessing this is like outside of the birdcage is is the mess and the craziness. Um, but I I was kind of I'm like, so where do they vote? Like these guys are going to vote. But where, right. you know, we saw the, the big Western electric sign. But I, I don't know. There, there was part of me that was like, really beating them? Beating them is going to get them to vote Republican? That's that's going to do it? Intimidation. I mean, People don't yeah. want trouble. I oh, I don't know. I, yeah. So I guess it just then you just don't show up to the polls and then you just don't vote. And I mean, it's so third that, world. Is that it? You know, I mean, I'm, I, I think it's just the point that like. You scare people into enough to join your side. It's like okay. there is – they don't know what's going on politically. They have no – they work in their factories. They're all shut off. And as long as you kind of tell them what to do, it's like herding okay. sheep. Okay. Like we see Don Perns like talk to um, Jillian as Ms. Bo Peep. But really this is the herding of the sheep in the okay. episode. It's yeah. like force them this way. Bite them at the heels. Mm-hmm. Intimidate. Yeah. I mean, and it the sounds, whole flock will go. It sounds very right. third world, like what goes on in you know, parts of the – world that I can't even digest. I don't understand how that could happen, that people could be intimidated and voting and killed for voting in certain ways, and it happens. So it's crazy to think that that could happen in the United States. You know, I guess it does with like licenses and voter registration and like needing your license to show up. Right, yeah, it does. It's (laughs) happening subtly here, yeah. Surprise! Right, right. (laughs) You don't know this. Okay, well, do we have any final thoughts about Capone? Just seeing Capone crawling on his knees, you know, and and as a weak Mm -hmm. one was very 
very not moving. I don't think that'd be the right word, but it was it was nice to see him in a position of meager. There was a little bit. Help. There was a, a sliver of justice put right, in there right. that he was also beaten up a right. little bit. Even though I like, you know, I love Cap- the Capone character in this in the show, but seeing him down a little bit did feel it did feel good. What about with a gun pointed at the back of his head? How did you guys feel about that? About well, Van Alden kind of... I'm a wimp. I left the room, I'll be honest. <laughs> I was like, Frank can't die. It can't happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the first thought that went through my head was that, well, it's not consistent with history. So I didn't think it was going to happen. But I, I liked the imagery. I mean, I liked the imagery and I liked that you got that second of doubt that Frank knew mm-hmm. and it, the tables were going to be turned on George and that yeah. he was going to be kind of pointed out. But I was a little confused where exactly this motivation was coming from. Um, I mean, we've seen. Yeah, it was a little I'll unexpected. I'll be very aggressive towards him and kind of treat him like dirt and not respect his boundaries. But we saw um, O'Banion do that as well. And I've never really felt that that level of vengeance was under George's skin. I didn't I thought either. it was like an annoyance of like, oh, why am I doing this? Right. This guy always such a, you know, he's obnoxious. But yeah. It, yeah, I also didn't get that feeling from George. Yeah. And so I'm like, I want him to have a conversation with someone so I can understand more of what he thinks. Exactly. Like, I, but who's he going to talk to? But that's the beauty. That, that's the beauty of the character. Right. Uh, is mm-hmm. that he's he's explosive. He's volatile. You don't see anything anything for a long time and then all of a sudden he snaps like like a crazy person yeah he is he's a bit of a monster absolutely he needs he needs a friend too so i can understand his thought process there's a couple characters in here who i'm like i never know what you're thinking because you have no one to talk to right Mm -hmm. and so that's what we're really missing with him which brings us to like a really major theme here which is who who is your friend Mm-hmm. You know, it, Nucky goes on to to have a, a very long monologue about who your friend is and friendship and 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 friend, I can't speak today. I'm like friendship, friendship. <laughs> We're just uh, and, there's a lot of weight in this episode. And then there's you know, and then with, with Eddie and Will, there's the whole friendship theme and 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 loyalty. And so yeah, I guess George just George really has no friends. But George needs it that way. George with friends would be no George. It would no, no longer be Absolutely. George. Yeah, yeah, well well said. That's yeah. how I feel about yeah. myself. Like with me with friends, I'm like, no, no, there's something wrong. No. So I, I get, no. <laughs> no. But he needs yeah. to be solitary. I want the characters I like to have friends. I want him to have friends. I want Richard Hart well, to have the, friends. The way that he, ex- the way we saw him communicate before he turned into George was Van Alden mm-hmm. alone in a room beating himself up. So you knew his thoughts then because he had this deep, deep, deep guilt. Now he's not experiencing that or that we're seeing. We're not seeing mm-hmm. that. So we're we're not able to get that communication from him because yeah. he's no longer, you know, beat, whipping himself. Exactly. And- <laughs> we don't get that outlet, that outlet. Um, right. Well, speaking of friends-ish, Julian's getting a new friend with Roy in her, like, and his like step up, yeah, to kind of take on her challenges and all the mess she has. I had assumed at the beginning of the episode, and really in the middle of it, that she was abandoned by Roy. Did you think that? I thought as, that well? as well with the phone call. Are yeah, you referring yeah. to the phone call? And and then when she later on, she she's talking about him. I'm like, well, I don't see him anywhere around. So this isn't really working out for you. Are you just going through such withdrawals that you're delusional? I mean, it's not the first time she's been delusional. Well, we saw them together when with her in the restaurant mm-hmm. being approached by the boy. And the melting ice cream. Right. And him 
kind of there's a hint there that he together. Knew, exactly. So mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I definitely thought he wasn't going to be around anymore just from that. I mean, I thought I would see him again, but yeah, I thought he was making a distant making himself distant from her. I mean, I have mixed feelings about him coming back and kind of trying to be her like knight in shining armor and being it's one thing that he's very willing and you have to kind of praise him for that. Like, you don't know this woman. She's done like one favor for you and you're going to kind of accept her for all she is. Um but on the other hand, uh, Jillian kind of drives me crazy. Like, I loved her performance in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I really believed it. I was scared for her, scared of her. Wonderful. But over the seasons, she sometimes, she's just, like, continuously falling and falling and falling. Mm-hmm. And she's fallen so much that I almost don't want her to be picked back up. Yeah. I've kind of given up on her, given up hope on her, and... Besides the great acting performance, I don't care that much about her. Yeah, she doesn't have any redeeming qualities to get inside your heart ever. No, and she's she's kind of taken over. I mean, usually Margaret is the damsel in distress. And since she's hasn't been with us at the beginning of the season thus far, (laughs) she's kind of taken over the role of damsel in distress. And women, you know, men respond to that. I'm guessing maybe our viewers can can let us let us know. I'm making like a huge assumption here. Guys, we want to know what your thoughts are on Jillian specifically. Do you respond to damsel in distress? Because I because I none of us do. And, and and rightfully so. We, we it's not something that is is um, strong or flattering mm-hmm. or you know she's she's a junkie who is who's who is really losing it. So yeah, and it's not she, appealing. And it's like every word she says, almost it just feels so false. Like all this episode mm-hmm. was seemingly about Tommy, mm-hmm. and she obviously is quite forward with the judge to try and get her way, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like then the next person she approaches is Dunn Pernsley, who goes by Mr. Oxford now, which is a whole nother thing I guess yeah. we'll talk about. <laughs> but I expected that to be another step to try and get Tommy back. And instead it was like, it's not even about that. It's about drugs again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the classic addict. Mm-hmm. You know, you're selfish and nothing you do yeah. is ever for anyone else. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like she's just constantly saying, this is all about Tommy, this is all about Tommy. But her actions are drugs and craziness. Um, but I felt like you were about to say something about Mr. Oxford. Dunn oh, he, he was just he was throne. just taking on like a Oxford. I mean, not Oxford University. Just mm-hmm. trying to take on a like something that was maybe a title above himself or something. Maybe, I think maybe Doctor Narcisse we're, yeah. gave him that name. To, oh, did he? To make okay, him, to make him more of a respected. I, you know, yeah, I thought a, he was like pulling it up from his drug dealer or something. I thought he was like looking at his shoes. Oh, maybe like, Mr. Oxford. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's it. But I do think that that is telling that he is getting high enough enough up that his name is being or where his whereabouts are being spread on the streets. And he's clearly making enough money to go into the shop and have a shoe shined and, you Sitting know, on his and a throne. throne. Yeah. Right. So we, there is another King reference from the title to him sitting in that mm-hmm. throne. And But is this power coming from, do you think this is all coming from Dr. Narcisse or do you still think that this crowd is coming from Chalky? I think it's coming from Dr. Narcisse. I think mm-hmm. Chalky is going to rise, or I'm sorry, John Pernsley, Mr. Oxford, yes, whatever his say, name is. Mr. Oxford is going to rise yeah. up and and going to be completely at odds with Chalky and go head to head or something eventually. New enemies. Yeah, unfortunately. 
gosh, people are getting more and more names in this show. Like, the seasons go on, just like, like add on identity. Let's yeah, change our identity. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, they're just they're changing with the times, I suppose. I don't know. It's, yeah. Um, and that's what I think is really unique about the show is that there's not just that one storyline that we're f- that we're following. It's this change of of everyone's lives or or I don't know. God, I hate when no, I try to say I, something I, no, meaningful. No, 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 you, no, you're, you're onto it. They're, 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 yeah, evol- they're evolving. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're having a, yeah. Transformation, you're, evolving. <laughs> very good words. You're not, very good words. No, but you're leading us there. It's, it's, <laughs> but we're seeing it individually with each character. It's not for yeah. one greater thing. It's everyone's own personal mm-hmm. life. And I think that's cool. You don't see that in a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. You have, like, Miss, you know, Breaking Bad, you have Walter White's story and then everyone else around him. This is, like, everyone's don't personal story. Don't just Breaking Bad. We could end up getting crucified. No, no, no. No, no, no. I no, love you're doing... Breaking Bad, and I love no, following I know what you Walt's story. I know what you're talking about. You know, you get one show, one character in Breaking Bad, which, again, mm-hmm. Breaking Bad's amazing. But, but in this, you a... get one show, five, six, seven different character lines yeah. you're following. It's, so. it's, a, it's just structurally different. different. Yeah, very yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. And then how it's do you fun. guys feel about them intersecting Mr. Piggly Wiggly, Jillian, <laughs> and now Dr. Narcisse and Don Prinsley? Do you think those worlds are going to mesh well together? Or do you think that's going to be the end of it? They're one drug. I think they drug. could mesh well in the sense that it would be interesting television. But yeah, I don't don't think it would mesh well and become a happy union. I was just <laughs> really happy with what what happened with um, Roy today because he was they he was really one dimensional, and I think Ron Livingston is just an amazing actor and he's so fabulous. So I just was so I'm just so happy for the to Carrie see Bradshaw references oh, in the show. No. Like I would love for them to throw down like a, I, <laughs> a, a, a hair scrunchie reference. Do you know, does anyone out there know? No, I, I saw I saw him, him at um, <laughs> like one. my local food store and he's he's um a f- friends with my writing teacher and so and i looked at him and he you know he like he had that feeling of because i'm right in oh, the sex in the city age range he definitely <laughs> had that look of like oh please she not a sex me. in of the city reference and i was just like oh hey you're you're Four friends o'clock. with my writing teacher i just you know and we just started talking and he was he, I, he, I felt like he was relieved. Like, thank you, God, you're not making a Sex in the City reference. <laughs> right, and right. That, and then we talked about gluten, and he was so sweet. And like, I he gave Which me like totally all of be these. like a Samantha reference. But anyway, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he was just free. he was just the kindest, most loving individual, and and was really helpful. But yeah, so I, I, like the poor guy must get a million Sex in the City references everywhere he goes. Well, he's transforming into Mr. Thank Ron. Li- or, Sorry, Ron. I, to Roy. No, I, I, it was good. a digression. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I think that the fact that we like – it's great when you love an actor as a person and when you want to see them expand mm-hmm. in these other roles. Yeah. And the fact that he is getting this opportunity here and that we are going to see him grow in Boardwalk Empire is great. So great. So I'm with you on that yeah. one. Yeah. I kind of wish he was invested in a different character other than Jillian because I feel like his hopes are going to get crushed. Well, Yeah. They probably will, but but you they know, will, it will or be... he could make a transformation into Ooh. you know a badass. At, yeah. Bring him down to her level a little bit. Ooh, maybe that would be nice. Who knows? I mean, he was I like he that was, prediction. He was loving her at dinner, being this character that she was playing. She took it a little overboard, and That's so he true. might get on board with this role playing or something. With, I don't know. No. I like no. I like where you're going. Could I be. like where you're going. They could team up and. You know. Okay, well, let's move over to yeah. College Town. Another person in cages with Willie um, got himself into a quite a bad situation. I was surprised that they had him like in the very beginning 
calling from what seems all jail basically a prison cell you know yeah um i was expecting him to you know be held up in his room like curled up in the corner on his bed like calling uncle nucky but this is his one phone call suppose you know yeah no they did a great job of not revealing it for a while because they kept that part of the phone section in black and then they visually went to where eddie was and so i was still like until the next scene came mm. about with him. I'm like, where is he? Where, why, what happened to Will? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was Give interesting. Give me the story. <laughs> is he caught? Is he going Is on? he okay? I need to know. I mean. But he's not okay. And he's going to Nucky for advice. Um, and going, skipping a little bit. And Nucky's main advice is, you know, you stick with blood. But he already isn't sticking with blood. He's sticking with his uncle. But they're completely cutting out the rest of their family. Like, it is not telling his You're dad. So right. He's not telling his mom. And Nucky's putting this, not front, but he's giving this idea, like, you know what? Well, it's, it's all about the blood, but it's but only about But if he tells Nucky, if he tells Eli, his father, he might see blood. You know, like, you just want to kind of go That's through this as, as quietly as possible. And I understand why Nucky's, he's the cool uncle that you can call on when you're in a tight spot. And I think that's going to create a bond between Willie and him for future business. And might might push Eli out. That's what, yeah. And I think that's definitely what we're seeing is he's making another link, but mm-hmm. they're no way reaching out. And I think that's going to actually cause hostility in the future. Right. Um, more about their plot, their ploy, how they go about. Um, seems like putting Clayton up for the blame here, but just about their relationship of how did you guys think? Nucky handled deal, getting the truth out of Willie and getting the truth out of this situation. Do you think it's a good question? I thought it was skilled. You know, Nucky's been in the situation or dealt with things like this before, so he knew what questions to ask. Mm-hmm. I was surprised, though, at the beginning of the questioning of Nucky going along with him mm-hmm. and believing him and not believing there was more to the story. So I thought Nucky was a little naive. I, I think that that comes from just the belief of youth. Like he does, yeah. Nucky doesn't really deal with too many youths in the show. He deals with the very little kids of like Margaret, and mm-hmm. he doesn't really put too much thought to them when one of them's like setting fires everywhere. <laughs> and then the other one, Oops. we see him kill the only other young entrepreneur he's ever met. Yeah. Um. So the last, because I feel like Willie is actually very similar to um. The character who is kind of stealing all of their liquor and hoarding it in that room. And you think that Willie's going to let him in. You think Will, um, I'm sorry, you think Nucky's going to let him in and kind of take him under his wing and let him mm-hmm. run his part of the business. And then he ends up shooting him. Yeah. And now we're he getting. He's a beautiful character. I can't remember his name oh, off the top of my head, he but so I, uh, yeah. He was I great. I loved that character. I won, I think he lasted one episode and I yeah, could maybe, still talk yeah. about him. Um, but now he's taking Willie. And he is bringing him under his wing, but he's still, I think he's still navigating how to deal with someone so young and where to put them and what value to put on them besides what they're going to be when they graduate. Because he's still only valuable to Nucky when he graduates. He doesn't seem to be valuable to Nucky now. And so, but they need, yeah, they need those, they need the title, they need the respectability of a college degree and we're an educated family. So I don't think Mm -hmm. until then it would be, it would look good for Nucky to be investing so much in a, in a non-college graduate young man. I don't know if that's, I mean, I guess it's just my opinion that I just don't think that's smart because I'm like, they could make business. If Nucky did trust in Willie and really bought him into the ring right now, 
he could be making a fortune out of this college opportunity. Like, <laughs> he definitely could. He means he's like going to be like covering all the college campuses in the company uh, in, the, in the country, like distributing liquor. I love I love that you're going the capitalist route with this. <laughs> you're like a, really. Let's just hit all the colleges. It's, it's a great the heck idea. With, the heck with bars and but and it's clubs. a great marketing strategy. <laughs> it is. But if you think about it, because like right now, uh, like alcohol is legal, it would be a great marketing strategy now, strategy now. But because back then. Liquor was illegal for everyone, so everywhere is a market Mm, except church. I mean, yes, that's true. And I think Willie doesn't have the life experience. He can't like he already screwed up his relationship with uh, Mickey Doyle. You know, he doesn't know how to have. He doesn't have tact yet. You know, he's got to learn. So if I if he's in these situations without the ability to handle these things, he could just make a huge mess for Nucky. Speaking of Mickey Doyle, he got brought up again this episode. Do we have any ideas about what's going to happen? I don't even know. I I almost because I like Mickey in a sense because he's just such a snaky like I like his character. Of course, I don't like him like I wouldn't want to be friends with him in the real world. But I love the actor and I love love the way he he's done. I would like to see him have it out with Willie because he did Willie a favor. He told he told Willie you can't have that alcohol and then he and then he kind of said, "You know what? All right, take it." And you knew he gave it to him hesitantly. He mm-hmm. didn't. And so now Mickey's put in this shitty situation and I would like to him at least have words with Willie and to show Willie that he's still a naive little punk kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want Willie to get too high on his horse yet to think up there i mean and, and mickey can't be pushed around by it by a college kid i mean mickey's already the bottom of the barrel anyway especially brain wise i don't want him to to be on the bottom of the barrel below a college kid that's very true that's very true i mean i think it'll be interesting because the one person that we are living on is eli and we have eli and mickey's relationship and the last time we saw mickey he wasn't going to tell Nucky about the booze or whatnot. Now, Nucky knows about the booze, and he's telling him we're not going to tell Eli about your situation. Mm-hmm. But what we see from all these is everyone finds out everything, and <laughs> right. then you think you're going to hide yeah. it from the next person, and that person brings true. just an endless pile of yeah. mess. But yeah, mm-hmm. they're being bad capitalists. Go to colleges, sell some <laughs> booze, it'll work out great. <laughs> but we do maybe get a new love interest, maybe another glimmer of hope. There was a all, hug. All for a girl. Yeah, but she's All not worth it because she, she liked um, Henry. Henry. You know, she was into Henry and now she's running to the next boy, the n- next best thing. I don't like her. Yeah, yeah. true. She's a new Jillian. Mm. Is that really no, that I mean, bad? I don't no. think. No, she's not no. that bad. Of course, she's not that bad. <laughs> no, not many people can be that bad. <laughs> no. Okay, well, let's talk about a little bit. Oh, we're going to go on to Eddie. <sighs> It no. breaks my heart. No. I know. It just breaks nice. my heart. So he, it, he 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 deserves an Emmy, the actor who plays Eddie. I mean, his performance, yeah. I mean, throughout the series has been wonderful, but especially this episode, it, it was just, he was out of control. So hopefully that will happen. Yeah. Hopefully I, there'll be an Emmy nomination for him. I mean, I thought the performance was great. Um, I'm going to get sad here. I, Eddie's always been one of my favorite characters. Right. He's yeah. always just been so He's happy stability. and wonderful. And you really do believe that he is like your loyal friend, dog, mm-hmm. honor. Just yeah, so man's horrible. best friend type. What really got this episode for me like under my skin was not only that he's gone, 
but that they completely like broke him. Like they broke his character. They broke everything they I broke loved about him. Yeah. But yeah. it was even more than like that. You could see like Eddie as a character falling apart, like emotionally, mm-hmm. ratting on Nucky. But then they took like the things that I loved most about Eddie and like stomped on them. Right. Like they're like his honor, his loyalty, yes. his his um sense of like pride, yeah. everything and like joy I had such in a, the simple things, in the in in the simplicity of service. Yeah. It's like he represented such an ideal. He represented mm-hmm. such an ideal of this man who had a family in Germany and came here like in my mind to like work hard and to be the best man he could be to Nucky. And then they just took it and made him rattle Nucky. Giant, big, black spot. And then destroy his family at home. Destroy why he came over here. And that that was painful. Like, that was just... There's a moment where the wind blows in. Do you remember that? It's at the mm-hmm. very last scene in the, inter- in the interrogation. The yeah. Papers and I was really else. hoping yeah. they would just cut right there. And just leave us with the idea that he told and not what he told. But no, no, <laughs> no, they had to take it further. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then when he gives over the information, you're just you, it just breaks your heart because exactly. and but the thing is, is, I was even OK finding out the information about his past in Germany because you know, he, he realized he lived for loyalty and honor and then kind of screwed up, left with a lingerie model mm-hmm. and took a lot of money and realized that that was not the right path. And so went back to loyalty. And so so I was like, I was I could live with that almost. But then when he finally gave up the name, I, then, 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 you then it just <laughs> it was like, you know, you, it's okay. You made amends by doing these yes. great things. And then you knocked yourself right back down. It's heartbreaking. He couldn't. I mean, we can't live with it. He can't live with it. Clearly. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. I'm speaking from obviously a position of not being that the writer. But I just wish that he had a little he could hold on a little longer Mm. and i know that was the best thing to write into the storyline but i just wish that he could have been steadfast and knowing that he did turn life around and that they couldn't get into his head you know he knows that he's is in this world of of criminals and police and that this is what they're trying to do they're trying to break you and i wish that he just had that foresight to say i know what they're doing and i'm going to be above it but he yeah. i know it's harder said than done yeah. and like the only thing that we have the only thing i'm clinging to right now is that letter we saw him write that seemed to be in german seemed to be beautiful and i'm like something in there something yeah. that like i was but lying are, are you gonna like freeze frame <laughs> but because Tonight it was and just like go with your google translate but because it I was in it. German, <laughs> because it was in German, though, it's like, you know, he's not speaking to Nucky. So we're not going to really get that closure unless, of course, you know, people default to their you know native Don't tongue it. when they're in a stressful situation. But it was I wish that it was something to Nucky. But cleansing the slate. I don't know. Yeah, no. <sighs> Don't give me the bad I know. We're news. all so bummed out. Yeah. It's, and one of the most beautiful lines that he had when he was being interrogated were, um, you are my friend. And then he, and then he, of course, he, I okay. believe a Knox hits him or punches yeah. him. And then yeah. who are you? Exactly. Right. Mm. No, we've got a lot. There was a lot of, obviously, we've mentioned birds in this yeah. episode. Lots of Cajun. And it was like everyone was either in jail or standing trial for their actions. In so many interiors, like 95% interiors. 
this this episode. I mean, there were a lot of interiors well, the in this only in general. Shots that really we got of the outside <clears throat> were, <clears throat> I'm sorry, um, of the ocean's sky mm-hmm. and birds flying through it yeah. and some wind. That was really the only feeling we got of anything outside. Yes. The papers, Besides like the, the papers lifting up mm-hmm. and letting in some air. Um, this I'm kind of jumping back just because I don't no, want to no, forget. No, 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 of course. Um, about Capone, I just wanted to mention this. They called him um, Garibaldi. Yeah, and he's um, he was a Italian um, general and politician, and he was known as like one of the father like fathers of Italy. And um, he had, I believe, from what I was like reading a little bit, he had a positive connotation to his name or his history. So I was surprised. I thought it would be more of a negative, negative yeah. term, like a Hitler of of Italy. But it's, yeah, yeah, I know when you're talking about. It. And they also called him, I think, right before that, like Your Highness or His Highness. And it's like they are putting him on this level. They are giving him this power, right? Um, so it is interesting. You would think that. I mean, I think some of it's said in sarcasm sometimes. Like, yeah. get this pompous guy out there, yeah. you know. But it's surprising because that they use that that general because he was known for um, basically. I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking mm. down at some mm-hmm. at my notes, but for unifying Italy, like unifying its people. That's so not Capone, but yeah. he, maybe he'll be unifying. Um, it, like know. Van Alden <laughs> together with him. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, curious if anyone has any thoughts out. about that, that would be great. I yeah. mean, no, it's very I cool. feel like he's gonna have to do a lot to get Van Alden on his side. Yeah, for George <laughs> to think his way. Like I don't even know what he would have to do in order to get him to be his ally. But I mean, I mean, going back to the fact that mm-hmm. George doesn't have any friends right now. Like, how do how do you gain his friendship? You know, like, how do you make his friends? Like, he doesn't want friends, though. He's not a friends guy. If, like I was saying earlier, like, if you gave him friends, he's no longer him. It's like he's this, like, weird guy that we never met. You know, it just changes his character too much. (laughs) You're so sweet. You're like, if we can just make, we'll introduce him to some people. It'll be fine. Bring him to a chess club. He loves to play. There'll be other kids there. I just want everyone to be happy. I'm just trying to find the happiness in the show. They do need to bring it back in some form. Yeah, it was very, Compressed, but I, you know, the director did a good job in making us feel that way. Yeah, yeah if that so. was their goal, they they succeeded. Well done, job, Van <laughs> if, you, if you wanted to like slam down my hopes and dreams and leave me in a horrible mood, <laughs> you did it. Well done. But well I will played. watch. I will watch again next week, and yeah. that is a good thing. Um, so we're gonna move on. We don't have any news and gossip this week, nope. but we do want to give a little bit of a shout out to Mike August, Ooh. who he obviously gives us our catches of the week every week. So just a few from last week's episode, all in. Um, we know that they obviously have reoccurring images this week, birds, yada yada yada. But last week we had he recognized that we had reoccurring images of like. The show actually talks a lot about like meats, like ham, sandwiches, using people as meat, using Mm -hmm. everyone wished it that way. So that was reoccurring again last week. Um, Also, he notes that Mayor Lansky is known for being one of the greatest strategists in the history of the mafia. So that's something that we should know because he's kind of was known as like a muff baby for us. But historically, he does have. He's one of my favorite. He characters. should have been playing poker then. Yeah, so I think we're going to see about more sexy. of him 
Power of short can be sexy. <laughs> he's he's super sexy. I would agree, and he seems like he's going to be smart. So hopefully yeah. that gets played into the next couple shows. Also, there was a lot of references to flowers last week. If you want to rewatch, look for those. Yeah. Um, one thing he um, that he points out is he says, I liked Rothstein saying, you don't really know a man until you play cards with him, which is a very memorable line from last season. But then he says, because it was really him talking about himself, not him talking about Nucky. That's right. how it played out. Yeah. And it was, we see his weakness of being a gambler and taking risks and taking risks, and that's going to lead to his demise. However, if this show does go to history, we've been predicting the end of Rothstein. And supposedly... He ends up, in real life, he lived until 1928. He's killed, like, at a poker game or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been thinking in our predictions that we're going to see an end to AR soon based on his ghostly, his ghostly white skin, makeup right. and all these troubles yes. he's going to be in. But if that sticks to history, he might be around a while. Yeah. I but think that last episode. it is a TV show, you can... Yeah, yeah we did last episode though see his week, his first real weakness. Finally. Like he was, he was like an Iron Man <laughs> before that. Yeah, so maybe that could be leading to. And death. I, it takes a while to spiral, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I if you're, know. yeah, if you're a <laughs> wealthy, you if you're a wealthy businessman, it should take you a while. To spiral. You have to run out of all your money right, right. first. That's right. what you have to do. Get rid of the money, and then you can. Talk. No, that sounds horrible. Um, so let's move on to a little bit of predictions. There we go. Thank you. And now you're after Buzz TV. Oh, they're in life. Maybe this is why I'm immune to like the Halloween decorations that <laughs> are going we on. Hear the song all like year. I'm so used to this that I'm like, like it's, <laughs> oh, it's right. always Halloween. What? Right. Huh? Um, oh, this is my favorite song. Like that background music. Exactly. I don't know. Just haunted music's just getting it typical for me. Anyway, so predictions. Uh, we got a little bit of flashes. I think I saw a glimpse of Margaret. Yeah, I'm happy about that. I, <laughs> you go. I'm not. I'm not. I, I mean, maybe this will make Jillian stronger, and if it does, that makes me happy because I love Jillian as is this like like cat like calculating you know, you like strong Jillian powerful woman. So if if that means Margaret has to come back, I'm okay with it. The reason I am happy <laughs> to see Margaret coming back is because she, she might is, be coming back. She I, that was definitely her. I don't miss a Margaret face when I see a Margaret face. Um, but she's always got somewhere as an end end goal. And I don't think a lot of our characters right now have something that they're fighting toward. Exactly. Like, I'm, we have a general idea, but with Margaret, it always seems very cut and dry. You know, she's trying to achieve something for women, or she's trying to do this, or trying to do that. And I think I need a little bit of that carved out path that I need to ha- well, then you can actually get successes yeah so that I can enjoy the rest of this general general direction we're going with the rest of the characters so I would like to see Margaret for that reason and also I'm curious what happened to her I mean she you know Owen was dead she was gone the end so I would like to know what happened yeah, to I really the, miss Owen I miss Owen so bad oh that badly. was horrible that was a yeah. horrible death as well yeah um, my and then friend. my question right now is of course where's Richard What's Richard doing? Where is Emma? Where are all these people? I didn't even get a glimpse of them in the flashes, I feel like. Well, we saw a little of Richard in the preview with him admitting to killing all these men. And uh, for what, for, I'm sorry, what's her name who has, um, who has, uh, Emma? Yes, no? Emma, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, admitting who, how he's killed so much. Something she doesn't know about him. What do you think? I have one prediction for you. Who's gonna be George's friend? 
Richard. They would be cool. Oh, they would be <laughs> badass. They would be some They could possibly friends. Yeah. be friends. Yeah. Okay, and I think, I'm sorry, and I think Nucky is just going to be totally heartbroken about Eddie. And I think, like Al Capone, he's going to seek vengeance. Ah, that could definitely As he should. So before we say goodbye, I do want to send you guys where you can find us. You can find me here after Buzz on Sundays. I think on Tuesdays I do also a movie podcast. Mm. But you guys, where can they find you? Uh, on Twitter at, at Bethany with an I-E. And you guys can check me out on my podcast. It's called Ask Women on PodcastOne.com or iTunes. It's perfect. Podcast yeah. Central. All right, guys. See you later. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.